first of all, this program sucks. Sucks fucking balls, okay? Because they don't just have it broken down by what events in a hotel, they have it written, broken down by. So, I gotta look, see what time it is. Across the board. Oh, wait a minute, what's it, 4 30? I gotta check to look for Saturday. Several different pages. It's pretty fucking retarded. It's ridiculous. Not to mention, you know, I asked my sister, who's been here like five fucking years in a row, you know, hey, there's a goddamn artist out. I wouldn't mind checking it out. I like art, it's cool. No, you don't answer a fucking text. It takes like a goddamn half a century to return a goddamn text message. I'd be fucking bleeding over here, dying at, you know, fucking diabetic seizure, fucking dick docking with faggots galore. And fucking, no, my foreskin could fall off tomorrow or yesterday, and nobody cares. You know, it's, you know, when I say the text, I want an immediate response. You know? I mean, how hard is that? Like, a quick little K or IDK, you know, something. LOL, FML, WTF, LYTH, whatever the fuck that was last night. I don't know. Anyhow, I have to I'm getting looks left and right on my shirt, you know. Let's see that. Pull, pull back. Let's see the shirt. Help save some, second I'm base. Some, I'm getting some glares, though, from... Support from breast cancer women. research. Oh, yeah. Uppity women. And I think they read it, and they automatically think it's like a... Dirty. Something. Dirty shirt. Some, like. some connotation that's not there. Look at this asshole. This program sucks fucking donkey day. You know? It, it does. Really does. It's fucking horrible. Anyway. So, answer a goddamn text message. Fucking once in your goddamn life. I think you need to abandon the text message because I don't know if she just grasped the concept of a text message. I had to fucking make a phone call. Make a phone call. You gotta make a phone call. That's what you gotta do. You gotta make a phone call. I already called. I'm not calling again. Who does that? Who calls again? If they don't answer the first time, fucking give up. Oh, you already called her? Yeah. The second time? Yeah. After you talked to her? No. So it's just that one time we were at the the Marriott? Yes. I thought you talked to her though. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, text. Oh, shit. Felt the vibrations. I think. That's never good. It's three floors down from the lobby. Down from the lobby? Underground? We gotta go to the basement. Stevens, and with me as always is Mr. Buddy Hamilton and Mr. Sean Lemley. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How's it going? We're in a diner today, so yeah. if you hear a lot of noise. We're back in the diner. Back in the diner. What was the first one? Predator? Yeah. Yes. Yes, so. It was. Yeah. You know, <laughs> getting ready for <laughs> some eggs and some, uh, <laughs> some chocolate milk, you know. Uh, Sean's got his chocolate milk. I got my I gotta water. love it. You yeah, know? And uh, we're going to have some eggs and talk about some... Uh, Spider-Man uh, 2. Spider-Man 2, yeah. This is a special episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very special episode. Uh, very special. Before we get into that, uh, how's everybody doing? What uh, what, you know, what'd you do this weekend? Sean, did you, did you go to a little place? Uh, uh, I did, actually. Yeah. I did. Um, well, so did a couple things this weekend so far. Um, okay. Let's see. I uh, got off work and had a few drinks with my brother down in, uh, in the good old... 
RV of A. Good for um, you. Nice. Yeah, and got to hang out with my nieces. Um, okay. So that's always fun. But then okay. uh, yesterday, coming home, uh, there was a little thing going on in uh, the Spotsylvania Town Center. Uh, it's called, the mall. It's the mall. Yeah, it's it's, it's mall. Yeah. Um, but it's called uh, FredCon. Okay. Um, it was the first iteration of Fredericksburg's fine attempt at a Comic Con. Okay. Um, it was definitely an attempt. Yeah. Um, Tell me about that. So, okay, so it's <laughs> you're walking around the mall. They've got basically little kiosks all set up in the middle of it there, um, and there was actually a good bit of people in there. Um, a couple of costumes in there, and you guys asked for pics, and um, I wasn't going to deliver that because, as my wife uh, kindly pointed out, it would have been weird taking pictures of underage girls in questionable attire. Um, so I decided so it was not a to do crowd. that. It was, a younger it was crowd. definitely a younger crowd. Okay. Yes, good. yes. Um, you know, saw some saw some people there. Saw some some good uh, art there and everything uh, but the problem was it was there was three vendors actually selling comic books wow only three. that's it only three. only three it was Little Fish Comics it was Patriot Comics and then uh, I think I want to say Tidewater Comics something like oh, that oh wow okay and if you're anything like me you know you go to the comic cons yeah it's fun it's a spectacle it's all that but one of the main reasons I go is to go and actually purchase comics right you're a fanboy exactly right if you don't have enough vendors there to help drive down prices, then it's really not worth going. I right, mean, so. I went there, every comic was there, they were all listed for, you know, top dollar prices, couldn't purchase anything, wasn't going to spend that kind of money, because you need to have the competition to help, you know, drive down the sales. People go to these large comic cons, they bring a whole haul with them, and they're trying to make deals, they're trying to sell things, they're trying to get it out of their way. These are all local people who, you know, their businesses are 10 miles away, so they don't care if they sell anything or not. They're just trying to get advertising yeah. and get people to walk back to their doors. So, anyway, the Comic-Con itself was... It was a bust. It was a bust. It, it, I'm, I'm hopeful that next year, you know, I mean, as I said, there was a good amount of people there. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that they will be able to, to drive the popularity of it, maybe move it into a convention center next year, get more vendors there, and really help uh, promote the program quite a bit. We were going to do a show there. We were going to do go there, we were going to sign up, we were going to do a live podcast from the Comic-Con, like we did at the England Run uh, well, in May. If we heard back from anybody. Right. Uh, well, you got so we got shut down. Apparently, I didn't read the directions on how to actually sign up for said con, um, and it was right there on the front page. And the Who individual directions <laughs> organizing it uh, sent me an email back. That was that. Uh, he accused me of being a marauder, uh, a fake, a lampoon. Um, to which I wrote an extensive response. Uh, he challenged me to a duel. Uh, I met him at his house, of course, uh, and it, we didn't really somewhat duke it out. Um, we played Battleship, Strip Battleship, and he won. So then, uh, you know, I, I went home naked, and that was the rest of that. So I apologize. Next time we get into a situation like that, sticky situation, with a little bit of peanut butter, I'm going to send one of you guys over there. Maybe you well, guys might have better luck. it's not so much even that. I mean, because I, I even reached out to uh, the promoters, the planners, the developers of the Baltimore Comic Con as well as the Virginia Comic Con, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, to see if they can get in on there. Um, yeah, you know, and just was real kind. Um, the Baltimore ones, those guys were dicks. Yeah? Really? Oh, very much so. Uh, really? I mean, the responses I got were, Sean, we're sorry we cannot, uh, um, you know, offer you a table at this time. We hope you still show up as a fan. 
okay, cool, that was response number one. So I replied back to him and I said, hey, you know, I understand. I know that you guys used to have a promotion table where you could put flyers. Can we still go there and put that up? His response was, we haven't had that in a couple years. And that's it. Just, wow. just left it like that. So there's no, no, nothing. Okay, nothing. Now the Virginia guys, they were really, really cool about it. You know, they were, they were basically, hey, you know, we're real sorry. We already have a podcast group that's coming in here, so we can't offer you a table. But if you want to come in here and record it guerrilla style, if you, you know, please feel free, come have fun. We're all about helping, the, you know, helping promote the program. Okay, wow. So the Virginia, right. I'm really excited about doing. Yeah, we can do that. I kind of want to say, eat a dick, guys, and get the hell out of town. Well, who wants to go to Baltimore anyway? You know? Uh, especially with 95 traffic. Even though Sean's wearing a Baltimore Ravens jersey. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I love Baltimore. It's a fun city. I love the Ravens. I love the Orioles. And I love their Comic-Con. Even if they are kind of jerks, the con is a lot of fun. And it's probably con is the biggest one here on the East Coast that I can get to within three hours of drive. That's fair. That's fair enough. Well, hey, folks listening to Comic-Cons, you know, we're up about another two to three, five listeners. Oh. You know, so, uh, you know, I've been watching that spike a little bit Did over the last... Did we get emails? I think Akira helped us out. No emails yet, so Email us at Comic Con Podcast. Minute. There, was, a, there was an email. Was there an email? I sent an email. You did send an email. <laughs> oh, man. Sean who's sent an email. Who's checking this box? It comes up on my phone. He sent me an email to make sure that the connection was working, make sure we didn't have any MacGyver situations going on. That's a good that's, that's a good thing. I was just right testing there. the water. That's a little thing. bit. Yeah. 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 Is this thing on? Yeah, yeah, it's on. <laughs> okay, but I'm sorry, I stepped over you. What is the uh, the email address? Oh, it's Comic Con Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. So email us any thoughts or concerns uh, about uh, upcoming Comic Cons or anything that we could add to a con. Or if you just want us to come over to your house and we'll live podcast at your house, we'll do that too. Yeah. We'll come over, the three of us. We have cars, we right. will travel. All we need is American cheese. That's all we want. Or chance and American cheese. Or uh, I've been. Have you guys seen the Stranger Things show? I looked for it on, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. It's, I yeah. looked for it. I did not see it. I was looking. It's, it's, a, it's a Netflix original, right? I haven't started yet, but I'm, I'm gonna start it. I honestly I'm looked about for it two the other episodes day. in. By the time this episode, this episode airs, I'll, I might be a few more episodes in. But it's pretty fantastic. Is it? It's, really? it's legit. So for anybody out there that wants to get into a new show, uh, it's very Amblin '80s Spielbergy sci-fi. But it's legit. It's 100% legit. Creepy. It's fun. Uh, the kids in it are great. Uh, basically, the premise is a kid goes missing. He's kidnapped by some sort of supernatural force that's escaped from some lab in a small town in Indiana in 1983. And uh, hilarity ensues. No, just kidding. Uh, a frantic Winona writer ensues, and then after that, uh, the search is on, and they go try to find him. That's okay. You know, okay, it's good. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, seriously, really I went looking for it, and I did not find it. But instead, right what I there. did watch was uh, Deathgasm. Oh, Deathgasm. Tell me about Death that guy. Deathgasm. And absolutely amazing, one of my favorite new movies of all time. Uh, it's all about a bunch of metalheads in high school um, who find the pages for the Black Hymn, um, which basically resurrects a demon from hell. Um, the whole town turns into demons. It's very much a, um, uh, an homage to Evil Dead. Um, okay. The way how the action scenes That's are cool. shot, um, it's just absolute fantastic. Loved it. Tongue in cheek uh, horror movie. Um, it was just it was funny as hell. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Great fantastic, movie. great awesome. movie. So, where'd you watch this on? It was on Netflix. It's on, and it's called Metal Gasm. Death, death Gasm. Gasm. That's oh, yeah. the name of the band that See, the metalheads. It's, like, it's like death and orgasm. Yeah, just so you know. I figured that. Okay. 
I, I just I substituted death with metal. Yeah. So, my bad. Well, what, what, what have you been watching? What have you been reading? What have I been watching? Well, I've been watching Preacher, and I've been watching Bloodlines. Oh, yeah, how is that? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's weird, because it kind of, kind of like, does some foreshadowing, and it kind of, like, jumps back and forth. Okay. It's, okay. it's good. There's some good acting. I like so. that guy. I like that guy. From ben Mendelsohn? Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's really good in that, actually. He's yeah. probably, probably, like, my favorite one, because he's... He's a Nuts. fucking yeah. He's he's, he's, he's he looks crazy. All right. Well, speaking so. of Evil Dead, you mentioned uh, we're talking about a Sam Raimi movie today. That's true. That's true. We are talking about um, Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man um, Two. Two. We went purposely with two uh, to be able to review Doc Ock, in my opinion, because I think that of the trilogy, this one is the best one. This is the best one, I think, and it's also, in my opinion, one of the best superhero movies of all time. I would certainly agree with that. Uh, you know, this movie. I think so. In terms of story structure characters in terms of getting the character from the comic book right uh, but I think somebody should speak to that more than myself because I'm not as much of a fan as you might be Sean well give us uh, yes for ladies and ladies and gentlemen the germs at home listening to this or in their car or at work uh, Mr. Sean Lemley owns how many pieces of Spider-Man memorabilia oh my god um, we tried to count it one time I think we're over 50 at this point in time. And that's just Spider-Man memorabilia. Right, yeah, toys, right. phones, uh, Mr. Potato Heads, right. um, lights. <laughs> um, you know, I've got they're running the whole gamut. Um, yeah, I've got tons of Spider-Man stuff. Of the uh, comics, um, well over 300 of the actual individual comics. And that's everything from Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Right. Um, you know, uh, just you know, all the different titles that have been Spider-Man-esque. <laughs> There's so many. There really are. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Right. Oh, God, this is America. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Everything looks good? Yep, it's amazing. Looks great. You all enjoy Thank you so much. Sorry, we just had our food delivered here. Um, it's yes. fantastic. Every time we've done it, uh, every time, we've done it all at one time before this uh, diner show. I like, I appreciate, I truly do appreciate, and I'm not even being facetious, how you narrate what is occurring to whoever might be listening. Well, I mean, people don't really know what's going on. They can't see anything. They can't see anything. We're not, you know, fancy like Howard Stern or anything like that. We don't have video cameras in here. And we don't have a YouTube channel. We don't have naked ladies sitting around here or anything. No, we don't. We could one day, but... So I'd just like to inform the listeners as to what specifically is going on so everyone doesn't have to use their imagination. Because, I mean, come on, we're a bunch of comic nerds. Who wants right. to use their imagination? No, no <laughs> nobody does. But you were getting into the, the, the uh, different titles that you have. So well, you've been a fan as long as you can remember this guy's it. He's always been, been my guy. And it actually almost upset me when the popularity of Spider-Man became so incredibly huge. These three movies did more for the character than he's had in the past 60 years. Um, He's always been a fan favorite, but he exploded. As I was telling Buddy when we were watching this movie, um, I think that these three movies and the Iron Man movies were the ones that really paved the way for superhero popularity in mainstream media. Okay. I mean, obviously, not they're... Not the X-Men. Not the X-Men. I mean, there there were other movies that were before it. X-Men, as you just called out. Okay. okay. Um, you know, okay. there were Spawn and all those other ones. But I, I truly believe that it was the popularity of these two movies, of those two trilogies, 
that really made it allowable to go the extra mile, that really opened the pathway for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, that really opened it up to, um, you know, allowing the Justice League to really come in here. I mean, granted, you have Batman. Right. Absolutely perfect movie. The original 1989 with Michael Keaton? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, absolutely one of my favorite movies of all time. But that movie was a lone albatross. It was sat out there. Albatross? Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Um, you know, it was just, it was sat out there. It was sat. Good English. Um, it was put out there, but there wasn't really any, any, and it's very any much, two follow It's very much a Tim Burton movie. And, and not necessarily a close adaptation of a bad Batman movie, you know. Well, I mean, it's very much got a Tim Burton flair to it. Very much so. Very much the so. one responsible for killing his parents. Spoilers! If you haven't seen it by now, um, you might as well. You're probably not going to watch it. No. See, but it's, fu- it it's funny that up. you mentioned the cat suck. But it's funny that you mentioned, you know, Tim Burton and you know how much that movie is a Tim Burton film. Because I, was, I almost feel the same way about uh, the Spider-Man movies with Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi directed all three of them, and you can tell his style throughout all three movies from beginning to end. Um, he has such a unique way of directing, of filming certain sequences and doing certain shots. That's just you. You know immediately, um, you know that you're watching one of his movies. Oh, I personally am a huge, huge fan of his, and have loved absolutely everything that he has ever done. And yeah, will continue to. Me too. I agree. I agree. Although the Incredible Oz uh, left something to be desired. I actually never saw that. So. <laughs> well, what do you do? Look what we got. Also didn't watch for Love of the Game either. So, I mean, you know. I don't okay. know if I ever saw that either. Kevin Um, It's definitely a baseball movie. I'm not sure if it's Kevin Costner or not. Probably Kevin Costner. I think it's Kevin Costner. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get into this. This is uh, the second installment, but for my money, I mean, I think this movie kind of stands alone. Yep. Um... Even if you were to watch this by itself and never see any of the other Spider-Man movies, um, with a separate little disturbing note at the very end of this movie uh, from the first one, of course you have Peter Parker. He's in college now. He's uh, he's, he's, he's swore that he's not going to involve Mary Jane in his life. And he's trying to be a st- full-time student and you know, and have a full-time job while living in the city. He's got a shitty apartment. He can't hold down a job because he's constantly he's constantly late delivering pizzas. Because he can't find he can't find thirty three and an eight. Um, you what else thirty three and an eight? Right, you're, you're standing, standing on it. Um, and so ha- Aziz or whatever, Mr. Aziz uh, fires him. And then uh, his name was probably like George or something. No, it really wasn't, Mr. Aziz. Spider Man stole that guy's pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Funny enough, that actual scene was originally shot and filmed with Stan Lee uh, saying that line. But they liked the other actor better. They thought that he had more comedy to it. So they put uh, Stan Lee in, in the movie later on. Oh, in a that makes sense because you know, he's, he's from Chappelle's show. So he, you know, I don't remember his name. I remember he played Ashley Larry. Yeah. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> if anyone remembers his name, you can email us at comicconpodcast.com. <laughs> Let us know. Um, yeah, so in this one, like, Peter is very much Peter Parker. I think that's one of the reasons why I love this movie is because from what I remember from the cartoon and the comics, Peter was always poor. Peter was always kind of struggling to balance his, 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 his daily life responsibilities while trying to be the superhero. He's not, he's not rich like Bruce Wayne. He doesn't have all these gadgets like, like Tony Stark. He doesn't have a foundation like, like, a, like the Baxter building, like the Court. However, do you know that all that has changed? Is he working for uh, working for Shield now? So, 
after I came out of um, the, the the wonderful Fred Con that was, it did uh-huh. inspire me to actually go to a comic book shop. I opened up my box once again. It's been over a year since I had a box, so I opened it back up, and I bought a couple back issues of Amazing Spider-Man, the, the most frequent run. Just oh. kind of catch myself back up and get myself uh, pretty much current. Um, I don't know how much you know about the story of the Superior Spider-Man when Doc Ock took over Spider-Man's body, uh, basically used the genius of the two of them to create Parker Industries. Um, one thing led to another, Spider-Man came back, he's now in control of his body and everything, Doc Ock is somewhat dead and gone, spoiler alert, um, but uh, Peter Parker is now the owner and leader of Parker Industries. How did everything turn out? Oh, everything's delicious. Thank you. Uh, uh, Parker Industries. Um, he is a basically a billionaire now, um, rivaling that of Tony Stark. Uh, he has this global um, corporation, which is something I'm really undecided about because, as you said, Parker is typically the the poor guy. He's the everyman. He's he's the one hero who any single person can see themselves being and portraying. So I was a little disappointed to see that they've now made him this, you know, this multi-millionaire hero who, you know, has all these tricks, all these gizmos, all these yeah. gadgets and everything. It, it takes away from, about that. from the reality of the character. And I think everybody that listens to, listens to this podcast is officially lost unless they actually read comics. Yeah. Because that was like... That was a lot. Yeah, I'm confused. Um, but I was confused when they introduced Miles Morales as the new Spider-Man. So... I think one of the reasons why this movie like will work for a lot of people is because it gives you a good introduction to the character, a little bit of backstory. Um, you don't get too much of the flashbacks, but you get a little flashback to Uncle Ben, who of course you know was killed. Uh, Peter Parker let the killer go. Everyone knows Peter's backstory. You don't have to rehash. It. It's been said in every single goddamn Spider-Man movie. Ever. That's I'm why I'm going to talk about it. You know, I just wanted to say, hey, you know, it's for people that listen to this podcast and don't know. You know, with great power, with great responsibility, and all of that. You know. Aunt May is old. She's not a fox like Marissa Tomei. Uh, I kind of thought, for some reason, when she, when he actually tells her in this movie that he was responsible in terms of like letting the killer go, I had remembered the movie with him, with her bitch slapping him. But she didn't. She just went upstairs, pulled her hand away, and went upstairs. Did that ever happen? Did I watch the edited version? She didn't bitch slap him at this time. But I, 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 I want to say that he was slapped at a different in one of the other movies. Maybe when he goes emo in the third one. No, because I actually went home after watching this movie with Buddy Hamilton. I went home and I watched the third one. Oh, God, it's so awful. It's bad. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's just really, really bad. For the listeners at home, me and Sean watch this together at my bachelor pad, uh, what, Tuesday? Yep. Tuesday. Unfortunately, Nick couldn't make it, so... I was too busy passing a kidney stone. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Well, let's see how that feels. But I'd rather pass a kidney stone than watch the third Spider-Man movie. Oh, dang. And some hatred, I'll right? say the same thing for the new Spider-Man movies, too. Because what? the more I watch... No, Amazing Spider-Man is fun. The second time I watched this again, I was like, this is really the best Spider-Man. So... Here's the differentiation. If you're a Spider-Man fan, like obviously I am, you've read the comics, you watch the cartoons, you've done all of that. The original Spider-Man trilogy, done by Sam Raimi, is based directly out of the comics. 
the Amazing Spider-Man series, I don't even know who the director is, is in my opinion based off of the cartoons. Mm, they take okay. the same um, same characterization of him. I mean, you know, you've got Spider-Man who's, or Peter Parker who's now riding skateboards and he's the hip dude in school. You know, he's not so much the science nerd, nerd and things like that. That, in my opinion, was taken directly from the cartoons, not the comics. Mm. So that's why I think there's such a differentiation between the characters. Both iterations are correct, so who's to say one's better than the other? But one thing you pointed out to me when we were watching this movie was that in, in, in the, 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 the same Raimi uh, Spider-Man's uh, Spider-Man actually uses the web slinger out of his arm. It's actually like a slit that opens up in his wrist and he shoots it out. But you told me in the comic books that he actually builds the web slinger. Correct. And has cartridges, so if he does run out, he can just throw another cartridge in there. Because you get to see this in this movie where he's trying to be Spider-Man, but yeah, in this movie, it's in this mythology, in the Sam Raimi universe, it seems like it's more hormonal, like it comes out of him, like it's organic. Yeah, um, which is kind of kind of gross in a lot of ways, but kind of cool. Um, and in the other movies, like they adapt to more. Okay, he's a smart kid. He's a genius. He's he's built this tech, and we even see that in the Tom Holland version of the Civil War movie. He started work on this tech, um, but of course, Tony Stark gives him an upgrade. Yeah. Um, upgrades. Doc Ock. I just want to throw that out here. Uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock in this movie is amazing. He's absolutely amazing. I was extremely hesitant when I first heard um, that he was going to be cast in this in this role. I mean, of course, Doc Ock. Iconic character, Spider-Man's very first defeat of a villain was when Doc Ock held him up by all four of his arms and just completely humiliated him by unmasking him, but he didn't even care who he actually was. He was just an uh, everyday man, um, and he literally he did it literally just to humiliate him. He didn't retain who the person was, he didn't know that it was actually Peter Parker and go after his family or anything like that. It was just the first defeat that Spider-Man ever endured. I gotta touch on that because you saying that now I can see why fucking uh, Tobey Maguire shows his face so much in this movie because they don't have that scene. But you got the subway scene. He's sort of a him. Yeah, where he's like, no, he he he's running around, no mask on, no yeah, one's taking a phone him. So the electric like hits his mask or whatever from the train, like the ass, the circuit board or whatever hits it. Oh yeah, you know, and that wouldn't have happened. Had Doc Ock not, you know, so in a way he kind of amassed him again. That, that's what I'm saying. That's why, but because yeah. I mean, me and, me and Sean were talking about it, like dudes like flying around without a without a logo, <laughs> without a without a mascot. It's like you know. So they didn't actually have the scene where Doc Ock unmasks him, but I guess in reality it kind of he kind of does because. He punctures the flux capacitor and sprays shit in Spider-Man's face. Sprays like alien juice all over his face. Yeah, pulls the mask off. Yeah, but this movie is all Peter Parker. I mean, you see a lot of Spider-Man, but you see a lot of Peter Parker in this movie. Yeah, and it still it still doesn't jack it up for me. Like the action is still well paced. I think the movie's still well paced. So does this come close to how Doc Ock was really created? A little bit similar, very similar. similar. I mean, he was trying to control. He didn't have the power of his son in his arms, um, (laughs) but he was dealing with, I want to say, like radioactive material. The arms were not actually attached to his body like that, but they were part of a contraption 
that he would use to help handle this radioactive material. Originally, it was a harness that strapped around him and that had like a dial controls on the front of it, basically on his belly. And he would use his actual two arms to control those dials, right. which would control the, the four mechanical arms. Change the channel. Exactly. Get the mail. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Okay. So it wasn't anything like, okay. um, you know, like this one where, you know, all of a sudden he's adhering this, um, you know, this, this artificial intelligence to his body with, you know, the only um, checks and balances is the neural capacitor, which right. is which exposed mm-hmm. uh, right at the, like, the most weakest point of any human uh, body right there at the back of his neck, at right. the nape, if I you mean, will. if you're going to put a neural inhibitor anywhere, you want to put it on the back of your neck, where anybody can just jack it up. Exactly. I mean, of all things that could have happened to this one, right. it actually got electrocuted. Right. Which is kind of weird. Um... But, but yes, it is very similar to how Doc Ock was originally. But it and seems it's funny because it seems like he built a neuro inhibitor or whatever, so the arms wouldn't take over his body. <laughs> but it ends up happening. So like you, you built these arms with the knowledge that they have, I guess, their own uh, mind. I like how menacing they are when they were meant to like hold this 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 engine, this this power. Like he built them, and like I'm sure, like was he thinking when he built them? Like, huh? They kind of look a little evil. I'm not gonna lie. They don't look like <laughs> regular metallic arms with hands on them, because that would look too goofy, you know. <laughs> These little things, like they, they look like serpents almost. Tremors, the little things that come out the tremors oh, yeah. mouth. Yeah, definitely <gasps> tremors. tremors. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, I think one of the things I have to say about this movie, though. Um, James Franco. Is he the weakest link? Yeah. Very much so. I hate James Franco's character in this. I love Harry Osborne. I hate James Franco in these movies. And I like James Franco. So give us some of that backstory on the whole Norman and Harry Osborne relationship with uh, Peter Parker. Even though I know you said you don't like origin stories on this podcast. Well, this is different. It's just not the same damn Peter Parker off of Ben Norton story. Yeah. Um, So, obviously... I mean, they kept it relatively true. You got Norman Osborn, who was the original Green Goblin, created the Goblin formula, made him go crazy. And then he was killed, very, very, pretty much almost identical in the way how he was killed in the first one. The glider uh, was behind Peter Parker. Um, he was mentally controlling it. Somehow, I don't, never really figured that part out. But then he tried to impale Peter. Peter jumped out of the way, or Spider-Man jumped out of the way, and it actually killed Norman himself. Oh, yeah. I think he remembered telling it. So that's, that's actually 100% accurate to the story. Um, and then came along Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn was always uh, best friends with Peter throughout all of high school and everything, so they kept that true in there. But the difference is, is here they have Harry obsessing over Norman's death, um, and very much so, hating uh, you know Peter Parker because of it. While that did happen, it wasn't so much of an obsession. But uh, Harry also got really heavily involved with drugs. Mm. Which is also uh, harkens back to I think it's Amazing Spider-Man number ninety-six. It's the first episode, the first issue where uh, Amazing Spider-Man and the characters at Marvel decided to publish an issue dealing with uh, with drugs, which they weren't allowed to do at the time due to the comic the comic code authority. Uh, they were they were not allowed, which is basically like for those of you who don't know, it's some arbitrary BS, um, you know, mother 
transparent, moralistic issue. Right. Um, it's like the uh, blacklisting. Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Would you want Yes, please. Another chocolate milk. All right. I certainly love it. I'll go ahead and leave this with you all. No rush or anything. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no rush. We're going to be here for at least another hour. <laughs> but we haven't even broken the surface. Yeah, it's like uh, he's talking about the comic code thing. You're talking about the, uh, the it was like blacklisting yeah. the communism in, in the 50s. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you, you're certain things that you're allowed to do, certain things that you're not able to. So that issue, Amazing Spider-Man number 96, was the first one that they decided, you know, screw the code, screw the authority. We're just going to go ahead and publish this out there. And they did not put the actual comic code seal of approval on there. Did he find out in the comics? Like, he, like did he find out in the comics that, that, that uh, you know, Spider-Man killed his dad? Yes, yes, yeah. Or that yeah. his dad really killed himself? That, I mean, all that did eventually come out to light and everything. I mean, so they kept it relatively true, minus the fact that Green Goblin never wore uh, armor. I hated that aspect of the first. He looked more like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger villain. He really did. Yeah. He really did. It was uh, kind of silly to have that on there. But whatever. I mean, if you're going to wear that kind of thing in the bedroom, you know, don't blink. You know what I mean? <laughs> wear extra protection. So what's your take on all this, buddy? Well, one thing I like to bring up is that there's some cameos in this movie. There's some sick cameos in this movie. You got Elizabeth Banks, Bruce Campbell. Who else we got? You wrote them down. I forgot. Bones. Oh, yeah, the, the girl from Bones. Um, Zoe Deschanel's sister. Oh, yeah, she's the one that says you're late. I'm not going to pay for those pizzas, even though he's like, yeah, it's late. Yeah, yeah. And he just takes it. You know, he just eats it. My man eats shit sandwiches throughout this entire movie. He just eats it and eats it and eats it. I think that's why a lot of people I know don't really care for Spider-Man as much, because he doesn't react in, like, normal manner. You know, he's, he's just so mild-mannered. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's okay. But that's what he is. He's supposed to be. He's a kid just trying to balance his powers. And he does kind of lose his shit in certain I think he loses his shit in the next one. He goes he goes all he gets all emo and weird in the third one. Yeah, because you got Venom. Exactly. Well it's so really weird with this one that I, I wasn't such a big fan of and you know Spider-Man goes impotent in this movie. For no yeah. real reason. He just it's starts losing all of his powers, stress, just, yeah. everything. I mean, that, that I think was complete BS. I mean, there are times where the stress has gotten to him in the comics, and he has given up being uh, Spider-Man. So very similar to what happened, but it's not like he just all of a sudden couldn't stick to walls anymore. I mean, something had to have happened to him to make him go through those uh, that, that loss of powers. So that was one thing I always thought was a little weird, a little odd with this movie. I thought it was a little weird that Doc Ock kidnaps uh, Aunt May after the bank heist, and then he's, as he's taking her up, he throws her up the up the side of the building, and she catches herself in like a gargoyle with her umbrella. So she's like hanging, oh, yeah. you know. And even though the movie is like, you know, there's there's web slinging and there's you know a guy with eight limbs and everything is just like insane. Uh, even though that all that's happening, that kind of took me out of it for a little bit. I was like, really? This is happening? And he's not going to be able to hold herself by an umbrella on a gargoyle? And she has to know, right? Like, there are people in this, like, they have, like, she has to know he's Spider-Man. There's that scene where he, she says Spider-Man has to come back, you know? I feel like she knows. When her and Peter are reconciling after their argument. Yeah, right. 
No, I agree with you. I mean, you would think that she knows, but I think it's more of a blissfully ignorant type I think thing. Robbie Robertson knows, too. Are you going to spread that, that butter on there or just leave a big just lump right there? I was just I mean, watching him pour the syrup, and he's, like, rubbing the syrup bottle all up in the uh, butter. I saw, I mean, everything. yeah, you got butter all over the damn syrup bottle there. Other people have to use this. You're not the only son of a bitch who needs sugar-free syrup. No, he's the only one. He's the only one. <laughs> yeah, probably. You get, you get it brought out I've been coming here since 1985. I'm, I'm the only one. Tito's We're Diner talking about Dio's Diner. Established <laughs> in like 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I've been coming to this site since 1985. No, but Robbie Robertson, I think he knows too. He's the one that told us defending Spider-Man to, uh, to uh, you know, J. Jonah Jameson. He's not a menace. And then when he's holding the mask, he looks up, he looks up at Peter and he says something. I can't remember what he says. It must have meant a lot to me. But he had that look on his eyes like he knew. Well, in the comic, he knew. So who is Robbie Robertson? He's the understudy to J.J. Jameson. J.J. is the editor-in-chief of uh, the Daily Bugle. Uh, he's the assistant editor. I don't know what the junior editor. I'm not sure what the exact term is, but he's he's basically the guy who runs Daily Bugle when uh, J.J.'s not around. Oh, okay. Did we see him in this movie? Yeah, he was in it very briefly. Okay. He didn't have a large role in this one, but he's, he's a very important character in the comics, so they had he's to the, put him he's in He's the only black guy working at the paper. Oh, okay. I think it's the only black guy in this entire movie. No, because I mean, the guy said stole the pizza guy, but I mean, and Phil Lamar has a brief cameo too from Mad TV. He's the one that helps catch Spider-Man as he's falling uh, off the train right when he passes oh, out. That was uh, the gayest scene ever. I'm sorry, and everyone just lifts I him up on the high and, I love that and carries him above their heads throughout the train. Oh my god, let's get into it then. Let's get into favorite scenes because that is like one of my favorite scenes. Are you me. kidding me? When no. they grab him, him stopping the train. Done this. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So him stopping the train is fantastic but the aftermath of that where he's all beat up and tore up and everyone just lifts him up on high and holds him like the golden god that he is and passes him along that's one of the greatest things in this movie because the one guy remarks about how he's not even that old he's he's like a kid and he's got a kid even though Tobey Maguire's 30 years old in this movie um, he's like he's no no older than my boy and they see he's just a human and they all step in front of him when Doc Ock comes back and like you have to go through me you have to go through me I love that scene it shows the humanity it shows New York. It shows everybody that's behind him. To they the did that in the first movie as well. When he's sitting there catching everyone off the, uh, um, you know, off the bridge, he's webbing uh, all the cars up there and he's pulling them up. And then everyone up above, you know, uh, Green Goblin's flying after him. And they all start throwing soda cans and stuff. The Green Goblin, no, you want to get to him? You got to go through us. And you know, he is New York. We are New York. I think honestly, all of that was was. Because these movies came out right after 9-11. In the original uh, Spider-Man, you know, there's films where uh, Spider-Man was swinging around, um, like, the Empire, or or the World Trade Center. Twin Towers, yeah. Yeah, Twin Towers. And they had to actually cut that out. Trailer, yeah. So... So you don't like you don't like solidarity in uh, in the human race is what you're saying. You don't like, but was it the whole scene or was it just the scene where they're like he's doing a Jesus pose and they're just just that scene, just that scene, yeah, the Jesus pose. That's exactly what it was. He was sitting there practically spread eagle. One of the best things about this movie is this movie repeatedly has moments of hope in these times of darkness, like the train scene, like the scene where even Elizabeth Banks says, "Hey, chin up," you know, don't worry.
worry about it. Or, or my real favorite scene is when the landlord's daughter comes by his room and gives him a glass of milk and, and some piece pie. of cake. That is a, it's a piece of cake. No, it's some pie. It's it's cake. It's some pie. It's it's cake. She gives him pie in the X-rated version. All right. Spider-Man Two: To Russia with Love. Um, I, have, I have eyes like a cat and a nose like a rodent. Um, that guy was fantastic. No, that, I think that is my my favorite scene. Is, is when she gives him the milk and the cake or the pie. <laughs> That's the best scene in the movie. Why is that the best scene in the movie? Because it's just in this moment where he's just like, just down and out. He's like, man, you know, there's no point in this. I said, I said, quit being Spider-Man. There's no point to any of this, you know. Mary Jane doesn't even love me. She's getting married, which is so weird because I feel like she's loved me the entire time. And then this guy proposes to her after she's done a couple dates. She's a yeah. She gets around. She is a whore. Kristen Dunst gets she's a big shot actress, and all of a sudden she can just say yes to anybody. Look, I would marry a poor man's James Marsden any day of the week. But that being said, I really thought it was James Marsden. And then I saw what to say. I was like, that's not James Marsden. Yeah, I don't know why. So, what's your favorite scene? Buddy Hamilton. Sorry, did I touch a nerve? <laughs> touch a nerve with a pie? <laughs> uh, um, my favorite scene is pretty much anything with Doc Ock, because we talked about that. Yeah. He's cool. It's probably the, the end fight scene where he's like climbing up the building, uh-huh. just fucking Peter up, basically. You know action scenes are my go-to. Yeah, yeah. It's like... <laughs> so one of my favorites is and this goes back to Sam Raimi and his style um, that I absolutely love is when you know Doc Ock sets the trap he's waiting for Peter right there on the at the building um, no problem. you know he, he, he's sitting there hanging on to the building as Spider-Man swinging towards him but you see uh, Spider-Man coming up and swinging towards him through the through the glasses that Doc Ock is wearing. Oh yeah, that's so cool. it's shown through his eyes. Absolutely. So it's like the reverse image of it. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Yeah, just I mean, as I said, Sam Raimi. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. Everything that he does is is classic. Second favorite scene in the movie: Bruce Campbell. Oh, how yeah. how great is that? That Bruce Campbell is ultimately the guy who defeats him. In this movie. Like, I love that. He just shoots him down like tire shoes. Up, he's still not coming in. I've always loved Bruce Campbell. Who doesn't love Bruce Campbell? I don't know. Can't. Buddy, you've casted Bruce Campbell in some serious roles on this podcast. Yeah, well, who do I do? Who do I put him as? Mr. Fantastic, I think. I'm trying to think. I, I just, I just, I just blanked out right there. Speaking of uh, Evil Dead and Bruce Campbell, that scene where Doc Ock's arms come to life in the hospital. Oh my God! I absolutely love it. Just, I mean, the the shot oh, shot imagery. It's like a horror is, movie. It's yeah. It's straight up out of a horror movie. In the way how he does it. That, I mean, that. yeah, because the doctor's completely out and the arms are doing it's everything. A chainsaw and like the quick shots and grabs the chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. No problem. Is that all set to go? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. No, we got to divvy it up. Was it going to be on one take or split up? Split up. Can we split it? Yeah, can we split it? Sorry to be a pain. Oh, unless you're paying for it all? No. You already got the... Shot spender. Harley Quinn Linda. <laughs> Iron Man wallet. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Who's that? 
Oh, that's uh, Crusher Creel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Buddy's looking at my Iron Man wallet. My wife gave it to me. Um, is that actually Crusher Creel, or are you just making that up? I like it. I'm no, not going to talk shit about that. That's it. That's it. Oh, yes. You're right. It is. Yeah. Although, why doesn't he have his... That's silly. Why doesn't he have his uh, his uh, uh, wrecking ball? His helmet? What uh, Crusher Creel's famous for? You know what? He doesn't have the wrecking ball. Maybe he got cut off in the, uh, when they printed it. It was probably made in Taiwan by you know, a couple of five-year-olds. I'm just glad it doesn't have Velcro on it. I wish it had Velcro on it. I love the sound of Velcro in the morning. You know, the you know? It kind of reminds you that you're alive. <laughs> what sound does it make? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Spider-Man washing his uniform. Uh, oh yeah, right out in the public laundry mat. Uh huh. I was just trying to think of some other funny scenes in this movie. That, turns uh, uh, turns his whites into pink. Um, Daytona Jameson's fantastic. Yeah, I absolutely love him. Yeah, I uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't recast him in this casting call because he's just so damn good. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you motherfucker. That works for me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure what else I gotta say about this. Uh, I do want to say one, one thing. The actor Dylan Baker, who plays, um, he plays his professor in this movie. Okay, oh, uh, Doc Kirk Connors. Kirk Connors. Okay, so when this movie came out, I was stoked. I've always loved Dylan Baker. I think he even plays Kirk Connors in no, the first one. Oh, no, no, in the first one, yes. Right. Yeah, so in the Sam Raimi universe of Spider-Man, right. yes. I thought yes. you were about to say Amazing Spider-Man. No, no, no. Huh? Which, no, he was not. No. But that's, when I saw them build this universe, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. So Spider-Man 3 is going to come out, and we're going to get Dylan Baker as a wizard. It's going to be great. And we my did. favorite characters of all time. We didn't. We didn't get any of that. When that's what they and Dylan Baker, if you watch him in his other stuff, he's been in a, a lot of movies, but he was in this horror movie called Trick or Treat, and he's fantastic. Oh, I love that movie. He's fantastic. And love he would play movie. a great villain. So um, maybe one day we'll see that movie. But yeah, I was very disappointed about it. Yeah. That's probably the only thing I don't like about this movie is because they cock tease us with the Dylan Baker lizard, and we never get to see it. But actually, I kind of <laughs> like that. I mean, so yeah, it, it would have been great to have you know the finish, the follow through. You know, actually see, yeah. uh, you know, give us a happy ending. Actually see him as the lizard. Yeah. But the fact that they kept him in there as Dr. Kurt Connors is so still cool. just as important because, cool. I mean, he was a professor to Peter Parker in college. Um, you know, there's more to him than just the fact that uh, here's a guy who turns into a lizard and now he's only a one-dimensional character who is just a lizard. No. And apparently he's friends with Dr. Connors. And he says, I'm going Probably friends with uh, Norman Rockwell, too. <laughs> I mean, Norman Osborn. Well, <laughs> just, just okay. kidding. Um, you got Sam Rockwell on the mind, don't you? On the brain. Yeah, did you guys have anything else to add on this? I don't know. Sean's a good uh, expert, though. We didn't do the play by play, we just kind of jumped all over. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. For those of you at home, we just got our text delivered to us, uh, so sorry for the silence. Just uh, narrating, once again. Um, I'll, let, I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> let's see. I, I mean, one thing I just want to say is, you know, Nick, thank you very much for suggesting that we do this movie, because absolutely love this movie. Um, it's just fantastic. Love watching it again. Um, really just... Hit me in the feels being able to watch this movie once again. I mean, as, as you know, how much I love this movie and how much I was such a big fan when I first heard that they were making the Spider-Man movies, I absolutely geeked the hell out. I mean, as we were uh, 
I gotta mention, I mean, you remember going to the, going to go see the I first one in the theater. Seen the first one. We had a rack of friends with us. It was like ten of us. Uh huh. We were down in Richmond. We went to like what, like the nine o'clock, ten o'clock feature yeah. or something like that. And I was wearing the Spider-Man T-shirt. I had on the Spider-Man glove. Came with the Spider-Man glove, which I saw from the parking lot because he had his fist in the air, and I lost my shit. This was fantastic. This man, this man loves Spider-Man. I do. I do. Um, that's your favorite superhero. Very much so. Very much so. Hands down, favorite superhero. Um, which is why I, I, I hated the fact that everyone, you know, the popularity of him blew up so much because then it just seemed kind of like the hipster thing to do. Everyone loves Spider-Man now. And it's kind of like... I mean, I hate to be that guy to say, no, I loved him first, but I did. <laughs> I mean, you did. You know what I mean? You loved Spider-Man before anybody else. And then he just got big. And now all these motherfuckers are coming out of the woodwork like, being like, no, I love Spider-Man. You know, I love Spider-Man more than you. And I love Neil Patrick Harris. And I love Miles Morales. And, you know, fuck all those guys, you know? <laughs> I mean, you can't say fuck Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, he was the voice of Spider-Man. Yes. I mean, it's okay. By the way, that's the new Spider-Man cartoon where he is working for S.H.I.E.L.D. It's pretty, it's pretty dark. Is Doc, Doc Ock looks like... He's like, like, he looks like an actual arachnid with like just a face covered in this like metallic thing. It's very, very dark. It's not, it's not green suit. Funny he looks like he's like a like a spider slayer yeah. or something. Yeah, he really does. Huh. And I think what's his name? Flash is Flash Venom. Thompson. Flash Thompson is Venom. Well, he is Agent Venom. Agent Venom. And, yes. he, and he helps Spider-Man out. Yes, because he also uh, lost his legs. Right in the. Uh, All right, thank you. In the Great Race of 1928. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just he was involved in the. Uh, Boston bombings for the marathon. Um, no, that's horrible. Edit that part out, please. Okay, that was at uh, 4541. All right. So let's rate it. Yeah, we just got to check that they kick us out of here soon. Um, Buddy Hampton, go. Um, well, first off, what are the ratings? Oh, yeah, that's important. Our ratings are six flavors of positivity. <laughs> the first being call it of work good. Movie theater good. Buy it on Blu-ray good. Uh, catch it on cable, Netflix, Netflix or Hulu, what have you. Stick uh, with the flu good. Stick with the flu good. And, and solitary confinement good. I think we need to get Marissa Tomei on the phone and see if she can just narrate that whole piece for us. Ooh. Or Helen Mirren. Yeah. Either word. Yeah. Maybe together. Yeah. Like in do what? In unison. So, what do you got? Well, I mean, I think everyone knows what my answer's going to be. It's called a work. Had to work every oh, single work. day to Good. do this. If they this came out tomorrow, like again. Yep. Okay. I mean, even if it was just re-release, not just like, oh, this is the first time I've ever seen it, I, I will definitely call out of work, go to the theater, see this opening day. Wow. I, I absolutely love love this iteration of Spider-Man, love everything about it. Okay, okay. Except the train scene. Except the train scene. And James Franco. And James Franco. <laughs> Uh, and you, James Toby McGuire's sad face. Yeah, yeah. I hate his sad face. He just looks like a little puppy dog. I just want to smack. I'm not a fan. And I don't really like smacking puppy dogs. No, no, definitely not. No. What about you, buddy? I'm gonna say I'll say I'll say movie theater good. Yeah, me too. Because if it came out, I would, I would see it. Because I definitely what the <laughs> mustache hair. Because um, I, I mean, this is this is the best one out of the Sam Raimi. 
Spider-Man. Yeah. The first one I, I, I don't care for. The third one I don't care for. Rewatching this one, I was like, oh, this is actually not that bad. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say movie theater good. Movie theater good. There you have it. Okay. Okay. And that's what you're going with too. I'm going with good. that too. Yeah. It's a good. It's uh, you know I remember seeing it in theaters. Uh, I'd see it again in theaters. Watching it again. The only copy I own of it is a three dollar copy from Goodwill. I saw it in there. Um, I might want to just exchange that and just give that back to Goodwill and buy the Blu-ray because actually I saw they had the 2.1 edition, which has extra features, mm -hmm. um, which might even include a hand job. So Ooh, yeah, it might. We watched this my DVD version, and uh, you can tell the CGI looks a little dated, a little really? grainy. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it well, doesn't help on the TV either. Yeah, because you're like you can see like freckles from like a thousand miles away. Because this is why I say Blu-ray. Because I think you guys gave me shit on one podcast for you know saying asking if the movie was Blu-ray because it it doesn't look the greatest on the TV. Yeah, if it's just a regular DVD. Yeah, and point taken. I, I will not give you shit anymore. I just I have not made that uh, that technological uh, jump uh, currently. Everything I own is still um, DVD. Unless I buy like a Blu-ray DVD and digital combo. There you go. Which I do that quite often just so I can get the digital combo yeah. so I can have it on this uh, you know I can watch them anywhere which I don't think I've ever actually watched one of them <laughs> that way but you never know when the opportunity might arise you never know you can be on an trip. Trip. you can be in a broom closet somewhere you never know yeah you know true 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 alright so casting call casting call Ooh. casting call is where we recast the movie sometimes for the better sometimes for the worse sometimes for the ridiculously mundane and insane uh Buddy Hamilton, uh, why don't you start this off? Okay, who would you start off with? Uh, what'd you say? Huh? What'd you say? I'm sorry? Speak up there, sir. Uh, so I can have time to uh, ponder my options here. Oh, okay. Wait a minute, now, now before we go too forward with this... Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no, I just gave up, that's mine, just kidding. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You do the same. Uh, but I, I did, while we were watching this movie, cast one person that I know that no one else did. Uh, Mr. Dikovich, the landlord. Um, Jesus Christ, we're starting with that guy, huh? Well, it just, I, I saw him. I mean, he's a comic relief in this movie, um, so I couldn't help but cast it, cast uh, him with Rodney Dangerfield. I think Rodney Dangerfield would have done a great job in that role. That is fantastic casting. It like would have been hilarious. I fucking love that. <laughs> so I know no one else did it, so we can move forward with our regular casting now. Okay, going into the regular casting, uh, Buddy Hamilton, who you got for Mr. Uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker? All right, for Spider-Man, I went with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Best known for Quicksilver, Kickass. Yes. Okay. I went with him because that second Kickass, he got jacked. He did. He did. And I'd like to see that in a Spider-Man right. costume. Okay. And he got some. That's a little. Uh, <laughs> hey. Who wouldn't like to see him in that costume? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't want, you know. I mean, he's a he's a superhero. He's a, he needs to have muscles. He's a, yeah. He needs to have a little bit of a, a body to him. I'm with you. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, when I'm with you, I'm with you. You know what I mean? I'm with you. He's not with anybody else. No, amen. Who do you got, John? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. 
<laughs> you motherfucker! He was uh, gonna be originally. Yeah, yeah. yeah he I mean, would have been. That was fantastic. That's I mean, that's one of the reasons why I picked him. I think he would have been better than Toby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Okay, all right. Uh, I have River Phoenix. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I can okay. see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Mr. Phoenix would have done a good job. Life cut short. Yeah, life cut short tragically from drugs, alcohol, and you know all sorts of uh, inner debauchery. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, lending that sort of um, danger and you know inner demon to the role would have been kind of interesting. Kind of like see he, that. Kind of like he did in the Last Crusade. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> Mary Jane. Mary Jane. So first off, let me say the actress who plays her in this, um, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Uh, she was fine. She was cute. She did a good job in Interview with the Vampire. As an adult, I hate her face. She does this weird thing with her eyes, like back it's and forth. It's just something. Yeah. It's like her face is just like, like plastered and it's flat and it just. It's it is weird. Pan-smear. I don't pan-smear. like her at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's a fine actress. Other people like her. Other people find her attractive. She does not do a thing for me. No, so I was really, here. really disappointed when she was. Handle. Yeah, I mean, when she was cast as Mary Jane, you know, my boyhood crush in these movies. Yeah, I was disappointed um, to say the least. Yeah, amen. Um, but that being said. I would have to go with Scarlett Johansson for her. Ooh, yeah. The hot redhead. Hi. Uh-huh. Hi. Who you got? Oh, Emma Stone. Ooh. Okay. Oh, did she play the like she, she played Gwen in the newer ones. I think, you know, that fiery redhead from, like, you know, when she first came on the scene. Oh, yeah. Or in that. Okay. Okay. You know, we dig up River Phoenix. And her and him and Emma get it on, you know? Good times. Okay. I have Deborah Ann Wool. Who the fuck is that? Alright, she. For, I first saw her in True Blood. Okay. She's most recently in the Daredevil series. Daredevil, series. Oh, Cankles. Yes. yes. I know exactly. Oh, she has Cankles. Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, so, so, wait, what's her name in. Um, she's okay, the secretary. One. She's the love interest. Yeah. Yeah. So, Matt, the Matt secretary, listen to you. Oh, whatever. What, what is she? What is she there? Investigator? She's the love interest. Okay, my bad. She's the annoying love interest that <laughs> derails the show almost every season. <laughs> but I can see that. I can yeah. see that. She's very cute. Yeah, I can see that. And yeah. give her give her red hair. Red hair. She did, she had red hair and true blood. Yeah, she did. She did. She was yeah, very cute. I can definitely see her doing a good job in that. All right, Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Paul Giamatti. Oh, okay, okay. I can see him doing a good job with that. I don't know about the shirtless scenes, but okay. <laughs> you fucking love Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he is good. I like that. I yeah. like that. Well, I mean, he doesn't necessarily need to be shirtless because in the comics, Doc Ock would never had any kind of physique. He was short. He was portly. Yeah, he wore a green jumper. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so the fact that he was shirtless in this movie was a little weird, but okay, okay, whatever. I kind of wish we had that Doc Ock with the bullet cut and the green yeah. jumpsuit. I agree. And the crazy glasses. I agree. We gave him the, the goggles. I mean, and there were shout-outs and iterations to that character yeah. within yeah. this. I mean, he does wear the turtleneck. He does have the goggles when he's very first uh, doing the science experiment with yeah. the arms. Yeah. Um, you know, later on, his hair is kind of bulk-esque when he's all sweaty and fighting and things like that. So there are shout-outs to that. Yeah. Who do you guys have for Doc Ock? I had Alec Baldwin. 
uh, the departed Alec Baldwin. So older, portly, gray hair, um, older season Doc Ock. I'm sorry, who'd you say? Alec Baldwin. No, okay. no, that doesn't work for me. From the departed. Okay. But with the accent and everything. Boston accent and everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't work for me. Sorry. Oh. Oh, this that's a first. <laughs> that is a first. That's a, that's a first. Uh, Got down down on yeah. the, I, I just no, I, I don't see because Alec Baldwin he's too much of a uh, distinguished. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking like Thirty Rock. You know. Uh, yeah. You know. It's. I just. I can't see him as this scientific nerdy type. More of a Norman Osborn. Yes. Yes. That's, I can see him okay. there. I thought we were recasting Spider-Man One. I'm sorry. Whatever. So people see how easy that was? If you don't agree with what Nick just said, email us at comicconspodcast.com. Are you guys starting a coup against me? Is that what's happening? No, 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 no. The next it's episode's going to start off with Buddy Hamilton. And there's going to be an Asian Nick Stevens. He's going to be like, oh, that's Nick Stevens. That was a horrible Asian accent. That was that? very offensive. That was awful. Okay, uh, what do you got? For Doc Ock, I got Gene Renault. Reno. Okay. So you're making Doc Ock French. Yeah. I'm offending the, the universe. Okay. So why can't he be French? Leon the Professional is going to be Doc Ock. All right. I think so. All right. Actually, because I did, I did the last minute change. I did have. You had Big Rains, but then you were like, no. No, I had Vinny Jones. Oh, okay. On the Juggernaut. Oh, him. Yeah. Okay. Alright. But then I was like, okay. he plays too many, too many badasses. And just, like, yeah. To play Lock Stock, he was definitely the badass. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Smoking aces. Okay. Okay. So. Um, well, Harry Osborne. Harry Osborne? Oh, <laughs> shit. Who you got? I got Michael Ang- Ang- Angarano. Ooh. Oh, Angarano, okay. Yeah, so he was, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh... He was in Sky High. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Brass Teapot, the Forbid- Forbidden Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Sure. The Nick. Lords of Dogtown, Red oh, State. movies I've ever actually That's seen. That's what it was, Lords of Dogtown. That's the one I remember. Almost, he was an almost famous. Oh, he was in Stanford Prison Experiment, too. The band? Yeah. Uh, Michael Arangano, whatever. The band? Uh, Stanford Prison Experiment? Or no, the, the movie. Oh, okay. Or the actual experiment. Right. I mean, one of the three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's good. I like that. Okay, who'd you have? I had Emil Hirsch. Okay. From Into the Wild. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I do like good. that. That's a good one. So for Harry Osborn, and it would have been my pick for all three movies to see the evolution of the character and changing from the best friend to eventually going nutso and turning into the Green Goblin himself, Heath Ledger. Ooh. I think that would have been good just to, just to, to let because he I mean you obviously you knew how much he got immersed into characters Absolutely. just to see him yeah. progress and evolve into that yeah. madman especially yeah. you know they really could have brought in the drug use that was that defined Harry Osborn yeah I see it I see it I fucking love he's legend Oh, sure. Who does? That, that was, those are good two casting calls right there. Um, yeah, man. Well, that's all, all right. I have for casting call. Well, I also had Aunt May. Oh, okay. You can't have a Spider-Man movie without casting Aunt May. Ah, uh, you can. 
she was she, she did, did she, it. She, 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 did. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she didn't really have done too many big parts in this movie. No, she just kind of looked sad and bewildered. Yeah, I just did Betty White. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith, Betty, both great actresses. Yeah, yeah. I think they both could have done. Why not Judy Dench while writing? You know, you can't you can't do the dame no, like okay. that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that's, that's all I had. Did you have anybody else? No, I didn't have anybody else. Okay. Well, that's it for casting call. Uh, if you didn't like anything we cast about this movie, or if you had some other ideas, hit us up on Facebook. You know, hit us up on uh, on the email. You know, I'm not gonna send an email again. Comic Cons podcast at gmail podcast at gmail You know, talk to us, share with us. You know. This is an interactive process. Yes. At least we want it to be. It'll be fun for all of us. Yeah. Fun for everybody. Fun for the whole family. We promise you we will reply. Tell Sean yeah. how much you hate the Ravens. Tell him something. How much yeah. you hate Point Break or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Don't get him in the range. Get me started. Oh, Point Break. And uh, what am I going to rant about today? Oh, that's right. I don't have a lot to rant about. Rants and good news. I just want to make a ranting observation. Okay. The vapes. Someone vaping in here? The vapors are everywhere. When I pulled up to the diner a little early, there was two cars, and they were, and they were vaping in the cars, and there were some kids vaping outside the diner. And that's probably better than smoking cigarettes. But I think it is kind of funny, like, there's two groups, right? There's the, the old guy like me, who quit smoking, who tried to vape for a while, just because I'm an addict, and i got to have something, you know? <laughs> and you can definitely tell the difference between that guy, my guy, me, this guy, and the young kid vaping, like, in through uh, stuff on the Civic with a spoiler the size of my TV. <laughs> he's probably never had a cigarette in his no, life. No, and he's like puffing on it, like sucking on it, and this thing is not like a regular like size cigarette. This is like a, a giant, like kaleidoscope size. Yeah. It just looks like this giant phallic thing. It's multicolored. Yeah, it's like a dildo. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like a kaleidoscope. Oh. You, you know like the kid kaleidoscopes where you look through and you turn it and all the crazy little colors? What are the yeah. kind of kaleidoscopes? I don't know what a kaleidoscope is. I don't know. I thought they might have been different brands. Why are you, why you explaining <laughs> to me like a retard or something? I'm sorry. I'm just saying. That's my ranting observation. Okay. Uh, the, the new school versus the old school. And uh, I think it's pretty hilarious. And uh, it doesn't annoy me. It doesn't really vex me. Um, that's one of the things I wanted to rant about. The, the, the new school versus the old school. You know, the, I don't see a lot of smokers anymore. And that's probably a good thing. But if you're going to smoke, just smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kids out there, if you're going to smoke, just smoke. <laughs> Do it old fashioned way. Roll your own. Roll your own. That's right. Homegrown. What? We're a motivational <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we want you to stay indoors, stay out of the sun, read comics, and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. What's your rant, Sean? Uh, actually, I don't have any rants right now. I mean, it's been a pretty good week for me. Nothing has really uh, upset me. Uh, that's good. That's so to say. Uh, I mean, I try to live my life stress-free as possible. Yep. Amen. I hear you. Um, so, yeah, I really don't have any rants, so nothing I can really go off on. My rant is fucking bikers. Bikers? I hear you. I bikers hate. like bicyclists or no, like, like motorcycles. motorcycles? Motorcycles. I don't have a, I don't have an issue with them. It's the ones that think they can do whatever they fuck they want. The ones that will like weave in between cars. Like, on my way here, 
turn. I'm driving. There's a beggar in the left-hand lane. It looked like he was holding up traffic. I had plenty of room to get over. Plenty of room. There was several car lengths. And there's a car in front of me. So I get over in the left-hand lane. There's a car in front of me. So it's not like I can speed up. Next thing you know, I look at my rearview mirror. And the dude's like on my back corner. Like he was going to pass me in the same lane. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he's sitting there, one arm, holding a bait. That mother. And so he finally gets around me. I finally get over. He gets around me. He gets, I end up somehow get behind him. And I don't know if he's, vape, he's vaping, but he's also looking on his phone and doing stuff. So he's like, he speeds up and down. And so we come to the exit to get to, to the diner. And he cuts. Like as soon as as soon as the, the lane opens up, like he cuts over the white lines, the white lines with the slashes through it, cuts through there. On his phone slows down to like third like 25, 15 miles an hour to where it's where I like I'm not even to the point where I can turn yet and I'm like passing it. So I'm like, what do I do? Do I slow down? Do I speed up? And I'm like, fuck That's this dangerous. Guy. So I, I speed up and get around and I'm like, you gotta be fucking me. Riding a crotch rocket, I'm imagining, right? Yes. yes. So, I mean, it's 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 typical because you typically always see those kind of arrogant assholes on the crotch rockets, but not on the cruisers. Yeah, I feel the like cruisers, the cruisers, are cruisers definitely have just more respect for the road and what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. But there are some cruisers that do that because they're so loud. I mean, do they have to be that loud? Are you 80 no. years old? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's so obnoxious. Sometimes, yes, they can be, especially you're trying to have. Uh, been around the table with yeah. the family and everything, and, then and you're at a stop sign. Like you just came to a stop. You don't have to rev it up and speed up like that. You, you want to, but then you're stopping like another 20 feet. Like go home. You know yeah. what I mean? I aspire to be one of those guys, so I can't say. Anything. Or get on the highway. See, I, I don't have an issue with bikes. I don't have an issue. It's the people that abuse it, and you know, like because it's, it's been plenty of times when I get off on the exit of Route Three, and these motherfuckers will just pass everybody on the side. These Mother hoo-hahs, you mean? Okay. <laughs> we'll just pass the dudes on the side, like pass everybody on the side. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, oh, if you're gonna pass me, pass me in my lane. Don't pass me on the side. You know what I mean? Well, no, traffic's backed up, if so they think they can the bend, kiss me first. Because they're on the bike, they can just skirt everybody and just keep on rolling. So I don't know. That's my mind. And you piss me off. I'm like, I don't, you know, how do you approach that situation when he's. Clearly not paying attention to what he's doing and jacking everything else in for everybody. I hear you. I hear you. Too true. Good news. What's your good news? Uh, my good news is that uh, this food was amazing today and um, and the diner is absolutely slammed and um, and and people are waiting for a table and we've been sitting here just rubbing <laughs> our mouths about Spider-Man. So that's the good news for me is that the food's been great and we've kept at least 10 people waiting and delayed to wait for a table, uh, which I love doing. I love inconveniencing, inconveniencing people on a regular basis. Now you're making me feel awkward, so we should go. Oh, well, in that case, we can finish recording or just end it right now. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we can we, we, double, we, yeah, we, we can do whatever we want. This is our podcast. Exactly. We can do double good news uh, next episode, whatever we're watching. <laughs> Aliens. Uh, you mean we watched that last week? Remember? Yeah, did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you say. Well, let's see. Want to watch another Aliens movie? But I mean, let's do a double feature. Remember, I announced that really good news in my personal life on that last episode. We watched Aliens. It's your house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, 
if by any chance you found something offensive about this podcast other than the noise, uh, go fuck yourself. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> don't take it seriously. Don't, that to our don't take it seriously. It's just fiction. Don't take it seriously. Spider-Man!